0: You see, this, uh, this pucky doesn't even have a label on it. Um, I, was, I, I went to Canadian Tire to pick this up in between the second and third period last night of watching the Leafs. And I was so glad I didn't pay three times more to have that logo on here. Uh, Stefan, could you stand up today? I, I don't know why this guy even is decked out like this. I asked him if he watched the game last night and he didn't watch it, so that's the only reason why he's wearing this. It's faith, it's faith. It's... It's, There we go. Okay, awesome. Awesome. I was so excited when the second goalie for the Hurricanes went down and they put in the Zamboni driver a 42 year old guy that went as far as Junior B, and I thought, for sure the Leafs can win a game. a 42 year old Zamboni he hadn't played goal for for five seasons, and that last game that he played, he let in 10 goals, and he 's playing at NHL level, and the Leafs they couldn't even beat them <laughs> with a It was the craziest thing they were trying. They were trying too hard. I couldn't believe it. Some of the best skaters, they were falling down over the lines. They were towing it and going straight down. The first two shots went by the guy, and then he went into the dressing room. I wish he would have just stayed in for a continuous time, because the Leafs might have won. But they, the team rallied around him. And he stopped seven out of seven shots in the third period and the least lost six three. They're the laughing stock of the NHL. Well, wow. what's that got to do with our passage this morning? You see, I I played all those years. Oh, and I Yeah, who's leading them today? Oh, okay. Hannah wants to take all the kids that are mature four to age 11 with her for Children's Church. So, so you got my initial story, and then you get another story from Hannah. It's awesome. Nobody ever forced me to go to the arena. I loved playing hockey. That's why I played that's why I played even in, in Roster and as a pastor through those years or up in the Arctic, and I'll share an Arctic story as well in here. I played because I loved the game, and it was a delight. It delighted me. Somehow God, God gave me quick reflexes, and I'm so thankful for that. Today, this last couple of days, I stepped on glare ice, and I didn't go down. Because I have fast reflexes and I honed those. But one thing I discovered as a goalie how to stop a puck is you got to focus. You got to focus the entire game on this three inch piece of rubber. If you lose focus, what happens? Goes in the net. And I only had one job. And that was to keep my eye on this and protect that 4 by 6 cage, hey? And even when the crowd is yelling behind me, SIV! 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 And it didn't matter if I'd stopped them all. I'm still a SIV! 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 I had to focus, focus on this for the whole 60 minutes. And to read the play around and not get distracted. Not get distracted if a relative walked into the crowd to start watching I couldn't think about that I had to think about this and when I quit thinking about this things got very ugly and I'd be embarrassed for the. my most embarrassing time was when I was playing in a playoff game and I threw the puck into my own net that was embarrassing chapter 14 is about single mindedness we've been going we've been going through and we're almost halfway through this and we're looking at acting the acting part of this in the last several weeks we've looked at a triad a triad of disciplines of the spirit which enable us to live a life in God's spirit this morning we're looking at delighting enjoying God I like the way John Piper puts it as a chief end of our life is to glorify God by enjoying him forever forever then we're not working at it right We're not struggling, we're not over struggling like the Leafs to try and score on this goalie that could let anything in. His team rallied around him and he won the game. The other team had so much fun at the end of the game. They were just loving it, eh? And I realized in the night that I I was struggling to have an inspirational message, but this is also a perspirational message. It's not always easy, is it, to delight when our expectations on God are not met. It takes work, doesn't it? It takes discipline. It's a choice. I want to pray. Lord God, we... We come before you this morning and we thank you for calling us together and, and we just want to delight in you. And I pray that you would teach us from your word. You'd be our, our guide and our director. We thank you for this journey that we have together. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who is residing in us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for worship. Lord, we pray that we would just live in you delight in you, whatever you, you bring our way. We thank you for this opportunity just to focus on you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I trust that you all, everybody got a, a chance to read this chapter. Um, for those that don't already have a belief, there's, we have three more left there and 25 on the way. So there's one for everybody. So this passage begins with principles, and it starts out right. And you can almost miss it. You can almost miss miss the first first uh, challenge principle: is I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. There's the foundation, right? That's foundational. God delights in our freedom. He's called us to freedom. And the children of Israel, they were f- freed by God and for him. God chose them. God was delighting in them. The next principle, and we had that beautiful that beautiful song in Hebrew, right? Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, all of it. This is very—it's very simple, isn't it? Very, very simple, but it's not easy, hey. Okay? And the other principle, as we get the other principle, as we get to the the Newer Testament and Jesus teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, and He says that. And right in, kind of, in the middle of it, and in, in Matthew six thirty-three, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Seek first. So, single-mindedness is above everything else, where focus is fixed on who God is and who we are before Him. Hey. It's fixed. And then, the, the the last of the principles, as we see in Paul's life, and, and Pauline theology is, here's this one who, who gave his life to follow the law completely. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, and then, what? Jesus got a hold of him. And then his whole life was about simply knowing Christ. Oh, that I may know him. hey, And the fellowship of his sufferings. Know his resurrection. Somehow to attain to the resurrection, the dead. That knowing was always moving forward. He was never satisfied with the past. He said, I consider everything behind me as garbage, rubbish. If I was American, I'd say, trash. Hey, it's, I think it's even stronger in Greek than that, even that. But one thing I do, one thing, right? He's fixed. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining a, to what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenly, heavenward in Christ. So we had principles, and then there's profiles. How many, how many have Jehoshaphat as your favorite king? Anybody? And you're reading in the, this is an amazing account. It's simply amazing, this profile of Jehoshaphat. You see the Ammonites and the Moabites and the, no, not the Mennonites, Mayonites, Mayonites. That that was a joke against my wife's heritage there. And, And Bruce, and Bruce. Mennonites are wonderful people. But they were coming and attacking Judah. And they they were just so much out, outnumbered. This is this, this this was like incredible battle that they were facing, and they were full of fear. But what does Jehoshaphat do? He stops, and his action, his prayer, he says. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And instead of being overcome for fear, that's one of the greatest enemies of fixing our eyes, is fear. Instead of facing that, he worshiped. He worshiped instead of that. And then he prays, and it's an incredible prayer. And he he was practicing that triad that we were talking about, word worship and prayer. And he was doing; he was practicing that triad here, and he prayed to God, and 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 it's such a powerful prayer, knowing who God is and was in the nation of Israel and in his life. And he even puts into it how God worked and how the nation of Israel fit into the story. And he looked back and he said, "God, you're the one that steered us around." the Moabites and the Ammonites. And here they are, our enemy now. Act, can you? And then God sends from the prophet. Hey, the prophet's word gives them instructions of what to do, what's happening with the enemy, and then they go into battle, and this is like a battle like you were just doing. All of us, we were just doing that kind of a battle. You see that worship time as That's what we're doing, as we're worshiping together. So they went out in worshiping, and as they were worshiping and praising the Lord, God won the battle for them. Isn't that that amazing? That's what we were just doing. We were winning a battle already for our hearts, for our minds, for our soul, for this coming week. We're just doing that as we were singing. And then when they won the war, they returned and they continued in worship. They started, won, and culminated in worship. And where did they worship? In the valley of Baraka. Baraka, the name of our care home, or used to be our care home. Baraka, praise, blessing, a place of blessing. That powerful? What a profile. And then we see the profile of Jesus. And Jesus saying simply the text, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Hey? Isn't that powerful? Can we focus on that light? I've shared this story with you, and I hope you can bear with me, but I loved hockey so much. That even in a whiteout, I would go to the hockey rink in the Arctic. I couldn't see a thing except for one streetlight. And this helped me to understand what it means for Jesus to be the light of the world. You can see one streetlight, and you have to be totally confident that you've picked the right streetlight. And everything in you is saying, are you sure it's the right one? when you're halfway to that one and you don't see anything else and you stay focused on that one and you're saying and then you get thoughts like what if the generator quits for the town what if a snowmobile comes up behind and runs me over what if there's all that kind of things going on your head and while you're doing that you're just looking only at that light that's what's going on in our world today Jesus says, I am the light of the world, and we have to focus our eyes on him as the light. We're hearing all kinds of other noises, aren't we? And we have to distract, and we have to push that out and focus only on his light. And the other profile, we just sang that one. Hey, the Peter, the Peter story. Hey, now, we, we can get hard on Peter, but there was only one that walked on the water. Like, they could, they could put him down that he saw, and saw the waves and then the, the fear took him down, right? And he reaches out to the Lord. But he did walk on water, and we don't see that in the other disciples, do we? I like John Ortberg's book, if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. And for us... If we want to practice this kind of life, this kind of delighting in the Lord and seeing what kind of battles He'll win through us and in us, we have to get out of the boat. Okay? And we saw that this last week. Our, our youth workers getting out of the boat and having the soar. Doing this whole week with, with six people in sore. They were getting out of the boat and practicing these things with these students, hey, spending twenty four seven for uh, well, actually, it was twenty four eight or nine, right? Together, that's powerful, powerful. And then finally, the final point, and I am going to change it. And you can you can add scriptures to this whole thing. There was there is an ad, edit one editor that put this together, and if Holy Spirit brings other passages on fixing your eyes on the Lord. And delighting in him, write those in and i don't like I don't like his last point, so i've changed it. What is his last point i I, I didn't like it so much i've forgotten what he even says That's uh, product. What is that? I think it should I think it should be promise that what we're looking at is the promises of God as we are obedient. As the word of God is caught in our heart, as we're focusing in obedience, we experience promises. Hey? It was powerful a few weeks ago. Do you remember Dennis? Dennis, when he came, Dallas as uh, pastor from when he was six years of age and he's been in the, in the Philippines. And what a powerful testimony when he said so emphatically, he said, I have He's 40 years of ministry, and he says, I have no regrets. And he said that several times. It was like he was going to explode in saying, you know, if you set your heart, set your heart and your mind to delight in the Lord, what happens? He answers, doesn't he? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. He will give, he will show himself to you. I think that's what it's saying. He will show himself to you as you delight in him. And as a result of that, you have power for life. You have power to overcome all the distractions. You have energy. And you can enjoy life of the kingdom of God. And that's what it's all about. Remember Karen's dad, 82 years old, excited about planting seeds. That's the kind of life that we can have. This last few days... Um have been hard for for Linda as her, her father passed. Was that Friday? Thursday. But right to the end, he was still sharing his faith with others at 91. But he longed to be with the Lord, and now he is. He could join his parents who he lost as a teenager. And he can join his wife, who he lost five years ago, and the family can celebrate, but it still leaves a hole and pray for pray for the uh Linda and her uh sister who's there, uh Rhonda and Estevan and brother who's going down um funerals on Friday, so Pastor Dallas will be down there Friday sharing the message uh pray for her family, but to be able to live right to the end, hey. Okay? right to the end, and know there's a home. There's a home that far outshines all of this. And everything that we do unto the Lord, He, he's rewarding it with his presence. And his glory, his glory will far outshine all of the distractions, all those, that name-calling, Siv, 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 all the other name-calling that you might get. The way is simple. The Word says it as well. It's as close as the Word in us. It's simple, but it's not easy. We need one another we need a rule of life. Do you have a rule of life? And we got to improvise. we got to adjust that as we go stage to stage because life changes. We change. Our career changes. Our family changes. And as we go, we need to keep updating it. You could call it a rule of lo- life. We could call it rhythms of grace we could call it practices of holy spirit these practices and as we stay in the word and worship and prayer that's part of it what's the number one rule and it really applies to all of us and it's and it's from paul we see it in ephesians be filled With his spirit. Be filled with his spirit. And all the other practices are about enjoying that kind of relationship. Being filled in his spirit. Walking with him. It's a continuous command to be filled with his spirit. How is that for you? Are you feeling that? Is that delight welling up? We can't create it; it's Holy Spirit in us, living out, living out this word. I want us to take uh, um, time together? First of all, we're gonna we're gonna hear one personal testimony. I've I've asked Ryan; he's he's another hockey player. I asked him what position he plays. What was your answer? Uh, penalty box. box. <laughs> that was his position. What what you yeah, that's right.
1: This is wonderful actually, uh, to see the church at this state. And it's just eight years ago when I showed up here, and there were like 20 people on a Sunday, and to see the faithfulness of people like Brianna and Ron and Linda, and the, some of these members, Sheila, the members that were here. It's just a, a character quality that I just, and Dallas and Leah, this character quality you guys have a steadfastness and of um, just sticking with it. Is uh, when I was out east, they said you have to have people in life to uh, you have to attain to uh, put around you. You have they have to have what you want, and I want that. So thank you for your steadfastness in building this church, and it's an honor to speak today. And when I got asked to speak on single-mindedness, Pastor Dwayne comes up and he has a smirk on his face, like he's coming a mile away. He's going to make a joke. He's like, you know this on a singleness of heart, not being single. Pastor Delaney's got jokes, but so, um, <laughs> um, and what, what is wonderful about this, I study this word, and what singleness I got as singleness, there's three asp- aspects of singleness of heart. And when you, the eye naturally becomes disorientated, it becomes double, you get double vision, and that can lead you to be deceived and misled. The second aspect of this is when singleness of mind, singleness of heart means it's in perfect state. So when I'm single in heart, I'm imperfect, I'm complete, I'm sound. The third aspect is we have to contrast it with an evil the e- jesus go on to said if the eye be evil so when evil is there's a duplicity you're looking at two objects and what he's saying there is that i have a heart and desire to serve god but there's a self-seeking motive it's about me so um pastor Dwayne asked me to speak on a uh, spiritual formation and uh, i'm in spiritual formation at horizon College, and my teacher's here, Pastor Bob, so I'm going to try to get a little. <laughs> but I don't think you're going to get that from Pastor Bob. You're getting your mark. And I'm grateful he's in my life, and he's challenged us to step out and try other disciplines. So if you're in prayer and fasting and reading the word, he's called us to step out and try journaling, silence, and solitude. And that's really, that's really growing my walk, and I'm grateful. And what I'm going to speak about today, I don't know if it's a spiritual uh, discipline, but it's seeking the face of God. And this is different than prayer. Prayer usually has a self-seeking motive where it's, oh Lord, please bless me, please give give me a family, a wife, a car, a house. But when you seek the face of God, you're seeking his nature, it's his likeness, it's who he is, it's his reflections, that a reflection might be conformed in you. And when you get into that mode and your heart's desire is just to seek the face of God when you're there with him and you're seeking the face of Jesus, everything else goes away. I don't care about Facebook, I don't care about anything. I don't care about Netflix. I'm just seeking the face of Jesus, that his image may be conformed in you. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, um, we, but we all with an open ha- face, as beholding as in the glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, even by glory, from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. So I'm excited up here. Like, i was going to fight like I was in hockey. Like, I'm fighting the devil now, though, right? So you gotta, i got to calm down a bit. So... So why, why do I want to be conformed in the image of Christ? Why is it so important? And He speaks about Jesus says this in in, Matthew, in John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me, but I chose you that you go, might go forth and bear much fruit. So when we're seeking the face of Jesus, His desires, is hard to conform to me that I might go forth and bear much fruit. There's fruit. Maybe, there's no duplicity. I want Jesus not for what He can give me, but what I can do His will and do it. And I'm just going to testify. I'm going to end that th- with this is we we're doing the global leadership summit at horizon bible college and there's a speaker her name is lizbo hannon and she had a dream to go to uh, asia or uh, africa to start a ministry and her ministry she was over there and she had this big dream of starting this big ministry but she couldn't get off the ground and she got this words like why don't you just go make friends with one lady it's like wow and i'll be honest i feel i've been called to the inner city to work with gang members and to call gang members out of their life and it's overwhelming i said god how do i do that and Lizbo Hammond's thing was, dream small. See, I'm having this big dream. Just go make friends with one gang member. So after the leadership conference, I'm all pumped up. I want to come to the Indian city and start running around. I'm a recovered drug addict. I'm a Teen Challenge graduate, and I can't do that. I just can't come and walk up these streets. It's not safe. So I was praying. I was burdened at home, and I'm in prayer. and. I go, I, I can't, I have unrest, so I go for a drive, so I go for a drive, and this, this guy bounces in front of my car, and he's high on drugs, and, and I know that, look, so I, I, I start tracing him down, was like, hey man, uh, I'm a Teen Challenge graduate, you want to get sober, could get in the car, he's like, what's wrong with you, I was like, no, no man, it's cool, it's okay, get in the car, like, so I stay on him, I say, I finally gets in the car, and I, say, I tell him, you know, like, hey, man, I, I, I used to be a drug addict. And I've been called to the city to work with gang members. He pulls down his hood and shows me the colors. He's like, I'm a gang member. So now I have a gang member in my car. And so <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit. So, And so I, I, I try to make a friend with this guy. And he, I start serving him. And I see when the... Uh, I start serving him. and He'd call me at 5.30 in the morning over here at Arby's. Can you come pick me up? I was like, okay, uh, I don't really want to. But seeking the face of Jeeves, his image being conformed in me, it's not my motive, it's his ministry. So I go, I go pick him up. He's like, oh, can you go pick up my girlfriend and bring her over? I was like, okay. So I go pick up his girlfriend and bring her over. And he's like, oh, can you come pick me up at the lighthouse? I was like, okay. And another guy gets in the back seat. Now I'm really worried. I'm like, so I'm serving this gang member. Last Saturday, I say to him, are you done? You want out? it's like, yeah. He came to my house, we applied for Teen Challenge. He applied for Teen Challenge, but it cost a thousand dollars to get in. So I called my buddy in Teen Challenge, Ontario. I said, Listen, I have a gang member here he wants again. Ryan listened. A guy just called and donated a thousand dollars, he's in. So praise God. And that is that is singleness of mind in my heart. And I know there's some people in here who are cold, who are far away from Jesus. And this isn't about prayer and on your face. This is on your face, seeking the face of Jesus Christ. And when you start seeking the face of Jesus, it's like Noah got this revelation. He had been to Sinai. He'd seen the burning bush. He'd seen it all, but still he said, show me your glory. I want more of you. There's something more of you in, out there, God, that I must touch. I haven't touched it, Jesus, and I need more of you. And when, when you get to that, and that, that's all you want you want nothing of the world. You just want Jesus. And so I'm grateful to for you guys for letting me share today.
0: Lord, we thank you for uh, just this spirit of prayer and time that we can bring our needs before you. Lord, we pray for Linda and her family as they celebrate the life of David, uh, her father. Thank you for the fullness of life you gave him. Uh, the longing for heaven, the longing to be with you and his wife and his his parents. And, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would strengthen them, give them your peace this week, give them safety as they travel, and pray that the remembrance uh, service would be a celebration time to you, that you'd be glorified in it. Lord, we thank you for meeting with each of us today, and uh, pray that we might grow in in that delight in you, and uh fixing our eyes on you that we can look above the waves and uh see you and we can be walking out there help us as we step out of the boat whatever that means for for different ones Uh, there's so much whether it be our concerns for our family or getting involved in a ministry or uh whatever it is uh preaching across the fence uh to greeting our friend, our uh, neighbors, to loving them with your love, give them uh, someone a ride, as Ryan was saying, and and uh, sign them up for uh, um, a recovery program. Lord, we thank you for opportunities to meet. Pray that we would live in your spirit, as individuals, as a body. Help us to to discern that and and stay in tune. And in the flow with your spirit, let's read together this uh, word from Colossians three, Colossians three fifteen to seventeen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, through psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Amen. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Colossians three fifteen to 17. Let's live it. Let's just do it.